Hello. Happy Mother's Day. Thank Happy you. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to you as well. I mean, I only have the one cat, but hey. Hey, that counts. That cat needs a mother. Actually, that cat needs a better mother. That cat needs a better mother than I am. So, but <laughs> there's that. There's that. I apologize that you can hear an angry scout. Why is she so angry? Because Dave hasn't came in from outside yet to let her out of her crate. Oh, no. I didn't want to let her out when I was going to go record. So, yeah. I mean, she is what she is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Creepy, <laughs> Creepy Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> I'm Quinn. I'm Lauren. That's Scout. Yeah, you can hear Scout. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything we want to talk about before we jump back into Pinsdale? Um, no. I just smuggled a bottle of Prosecco out of uh, Red Lobster in my bra. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, you know. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, they, I ordered a, I ordered a mimosa, or they were calling it a mamosa. (laughs) And uh, somebody took me out to lunch. Don't think that I eat at Red Lobster all the time. (laughs) uh, They brought, like, they're like, here's your mimosa, and here's a little bottle of champagne to top it off with and I was like I guess this is mine I don't yeah, know a- so I just smuggled it out in my bra because I wasn't super sure <laughs> so that's the kind of like fun and exciting stuff if you guys were here that you could experience with us right yeah <laughs> We should make it like you could come have a uh, an experience a day with us for like you know fifty bucks. I know we have know. to pay them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just experience our lives as we live it. So again, we'd have to pay them a lot more than fifty dollars, probably, to live our lives for a day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know. So we're at Hinsdale and I forgot where we left off. So I'm just going to start where I think it was. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because I believe I ended with, um, so it's the Dandy family that we're talking about. They're the ones experiencing all of this. And it's the dad, Phil, the mom, Clara. It's mostly the mom, Clara, and the son, Mike. Uh, But there are four other children as well. And they're entering, they've entered a phase where it's very, like, hardcore. A lot of stuff happening. Right. So, um, Mike has told Clara that he and his friend Craig heard something being dragged around all night, but when they went to uh, try to find what it was, they couldn't find anything wrong. Okay, so the night of July 30th was very hot, but Clara was not sleeping. Uh, She heard a noise at the foot of the stairs, so she got up to check it out. 
she saw a figure <laughs> crossing the hall at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, she automatically assumed that it was her daughter, Beth. Uh, on the way back to bed, she realized that the figure had a long flannel nightgown with blue flowers on it and had long brown hair, while Beth had short hair and short pajamas on. Okay. So, so probably the, not one of the kids. No. So Claire hurried downstairs. Everyone was asleep, and the figure that Claire had seen was nowhere to be found. Of course not. Okay. So this is where things get, in my opinion, really disturbing. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. So, yeah. So Phil and Clara found out that their daughter, Laura, let me turn the page here. Uh, their daughter Laura was accusing several males of molesting her. Oh, okay. So the dandy parents were appalled. And, well, as well they should be. Yeah, they. But they. Their first thought was. Can you guess what their first thought was? Maybe it's the ghosts. Yep. <laughs> oh my god they wondered if the house was affecting her oh god so Claire called her parents uh, who agreed to come get her well the daughter and take her to live with them for a while again Um, Claire said when she and Phil talked to Laura about this Laura did not seem like herself she was usually using strangely old-fashioned terms and seemed amused more than anything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, on August 6th, Mary could no longer sleep in her room. The atmosphere was so bad that it felt like a vacuum. There was an actual pressure that was so strong people's ears would pop. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, That night, Mary and Clara listened to the sounds of furniture or something heavy being moved around. Um, But when she went downstairs, Beth told her that she was hearing the same thing, but it sounded like it was coming from upstairs. Huh. Also, it sounded like someone was sitting on Mary's bed because the springs were creaking. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I've had that happen to me when I was a kid a bunch. Nope. I felt like there was someone sitting at the end of my bed. Nope. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Scout doesn't like it either. Man. No, she does not. I'm about to go, like, take her out and give her to Dave outside. That's all right. If you want to do that, I'll turn it off. Yeah, I'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. Yeah, there we go. I mean, she'll probably be, she'll probably be in some of our recordings anyway. It's all good. Oh yeah, she probably has a lot of comments actually. <laughs> well, we she's, just heard her comments. She's a smarty pants. That's what she is. She is. Yeah. Anyway, okay. the ghosts were molesting Laura. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, uh, uh, I don't know. 
Like that poor girl. Well, there's more about that poor girl here in a minute. Oh, anyway. no. Um, so Wally, the psychic with whom Clara had met earlier, came to visit on August 7th, the next day, uh, when Clara's parents were there to pick up Laura. He'd walked around the house and claimed that he saw a family, a mother, father, son, grandmother, or at least that's who presented themselves to him. And later that night, Claire's mother saw the figure of a woman in Beth's room and thought it was the grandmother that Wally had told them was there. So Wally agreed that Laura should get out of the house. Yeah. And Claire's mother told her that she'd been swimming with Laura in the pond. Uh, the mom had told Laura not to swim out too far. And Laura had replied that... She knew she was going to die young, and it didn't matter anyway because she had already seen everything. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. What do you even say to that? I don't know. Um, I don't. Okay, get out of then. Okay. I guess. I mean, in all seriousness, I would say, like, what about us? Like... Don't you want to stay here for us? Right. You know? Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so on August 10th, Phil came home from work with his lunch pail, and he had two loaves of bread with bread with him. Two loaves of bread with him. He and Claire went outside to look at the vegetable garden, and when they came back in, Phil's lunch pail and one of the loaves were on the floor, and the thermos in the lunchbox was smashed. Jeez. Yeah, that seems cruel, but whatever. Yeah. Like, what did that lunch, what did that thermos ever do to you? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, a few days later, Claire and Beth were taking care of Mary's birds. Uh, Mary had gone to Buffalo with Laura and Clarence's parents uh, while some friends were at the house. Uh, suddenly Beth started to scream. Everyone ran to her room and she explained that she'd been feeding the birds when she looked up and saw a woman in the window beckoning to her. Beth described her as having long, dark, filthy hair, pasty skin, and big, dark eyes. Ew. I don't like that. No. So, yeah, filthy hair and pasty skin does not add up to like good stuff. No, no, like the ghost of Severus Snape trying to get you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, not 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 the greatest. No. Um, At this point, rumors were flying in the area about what was going on in the house. Um, To try to tamp down some of the wilder stories, Claire and Phil decided to allow a reporter from nearby, and you may have to help me with this, Olean? Olean? O-L-E-A-N. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, to interview them for a newspaper article. And so on Friday, a front page article appeared in the paper. Um, Although part of the agreement with the paper was anonymity in regards to the location and identity of the owners, that evening cars appeared at the house looking for ghosts. Oh, of course. Um, They had to 
get one of the neighbors to sit at the end of the drive with an unloaded gun to turn hundreds of people away. And this continued for several days. Jeez. Uh, at one point, a state trooper came by and he mentioned that he'd grown up in the area and finally described the teenage boy that had been seen several times. Um, the trooper said that he'd seen a ghost himself and the description sounded like his brother, who died 20 years earlier in a buzzsaw accident. Oh my God. Yeah. That's three words you don't want to have right consecutively. Right. Man. But at least we know like there actually is a teenage boy. Yeah, exactly. He was living in the area at one point. We know kind of where he could have come from. And that he did die. Yeah. Very very violently. But Right. And at one point, two of the local boys were driving up and parking close to the house. Um, They were doing this just to make sure that no trespassers were getting onto the dandy property. Um, At one point, the boys thought they saw Phil standing beside the shed, and they were surprised when he didn't confront them. But at that time, Phil was actually at work in Buffalo. He was he was napping, and in a dream, he saw himself at the house. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Beth called called Clara into her room one night to smell her room. Come smell uh, my room! The air had a rotting flesh smell to it. That's why. Oh, well. Not like, ooh, I made this big one. <laughs> 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 yeah, my gas is really bad. Smell this! <laughs> no, it just smells like there's a dead person in here. Yeah, no, it's just... It's just the ever-present smell of death that I have now. And a few minutes later, Laura called Claire into her room. I guess she's back now. Because it smelled like rotting flesh in there as well. And Laura's purse, which was hanging on a bedpost, was banging against the bed. Okay, don't they say like that rotty flesh smell is a sign of demons? Yeah, also Bigfoot, but I mean, <laughs> when I heard that, that was, I'm sorry, that was the first thing I thought of, and then I felt bad for everyone, not just myself. But uh, On August 28th, Laura woke up and noticed a red glow coming from downstairs. All of the burners were on the stove and were red oh, hot. No. Yeah. And Beth's room was directly underneath Mary's, which had been closed off. Uh, Possibly because of this, Mary's room became very active toward the end of August. She heard indistinct voices talking outside her window. Uh, She felt something sitting on the edge of her bed and the, quote, furry thing was still around. 
Uh, the two local boys were still surveilling the property at night. Uh, now they were seeing shapes in the fog and large disembodied eyes watching them. Uh, also at the end of August, a carload of kids were headed toward the farm when they hit a teenage boy. He was knocked down, but he got up and ran off into a field. The kids, oh, called yeah. the, the kids actually called the police and the teenage boy could not be located. Oh, that's like some American Horror Story shit right there. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so Labor Day weekend of 1973 was extremely active. So first a guest saw the face of a woman near the stairs. Beth heard something moving things all night in the crawl space above her room. Uh, the atmosphere got heavier even outside the house. Claire had a picnic outside and one of the guests, a guy named Paul, suddenly stood up and said he was going to walk over by the pond. Uh, Claire refused to let him. Uh, after dinner, everyone went inside only to hear footsteps coming from upstairs. Nope. nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so Paul checked. No one was in the room upstairs. Oh, there was only cold air. Ooh. So Phil decided not to go to work because he got a feeling that something was going to happen. Um, he walked out of the house, walked around the pond, and headed toward the tree, the tree line. Uh, Clara followed him. And by the pond, they felt several cold spots. And the coldest spot was where the girls had seen the figure dancing. Huh. Uh, Clara caught sight of something darting around the house toward the porch. Uh, then she looked up and saw a girl in Beth's window. Uh, she had strawberry blonde hair. And had on what looked like a pink dust cap. Oh. Beth and her boyfriend Jeff then came over from the house. And, told, and told Clara that, uh, and Phil that someone wearing white had crossed in front of them while they were sitting on the porch. Did you say the boyfriend's name was Jeff? Yeah. Jess. Jess. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jess. Jess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But creepy lady in white. Yeah. Not the greatest thing to see. No. So Phil told Clara to go get a go to neighbors and get a better flashlight. Um when Clara returned with one, they were sweeping the yard for signs of trespassers. When Mary screamed, she had seen a woman looking out at her from her own window. Everyone ran into the house and realized that all the lights upstairs were on. They had not been on all day. Oh. So, Beth. I don't like and, that either. Yeah, no, none of, none of this is good. That's also something I have experienced. Yeah. 
Lights on. Yep. Coming home and all the lights are on. Nope. Don't like that. No. It, it wasn't great. Nope. No, it's not. We turned, uh, on, turned all the lights off and then left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Went and got some food. And then came back and hello. Yep. All the we lights thought, were all off. Yeah. Came back, but we so. thought you could use some light. Here you go. We were trying to set some said some light on the subject. Yeah. yeah. They were trying to just make sure that y'all were safe, you know, right. as you were coming in. Safe. It's fine. It's all good. You know, it was just it was noon. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, we just want to make sure you're safe at noon. We don't know these things. We're ghosts. We're idiots. What the hell do we do? Right. Uh, Beth and Jess saw someone standing in the yard at the corner of the house. Um, Mike and his friend Randy got in the car to drive to the end of the driveway to make sure that if there was an actual living trespasser, he or she couldn't just drive away. Uh, So, (laughs) as the two were driving, they saw a depression in the backseat as if someone was sitting there. Uh. It even moved as the car jolted down the driveway. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't like any of this. Um, meanwhile, in the house, uh, Beth decided to turn on the TV just to have some noise, and she saw a strawberry blonde girl sitting on her bed. She screamed, and Clara ran in. There was a warm spot on the side of the bed as if something had been sitting there. Man, I do not like all this, like... Yeah. Something sitting there. No, the car part is what really got to me. Yeah, the car is because your car, like you don't think, like you always think your car is a safe space. If you like, nothing's gonna follow you in there, and then like it sure as fuck does. Can't get away from me that easy. Yeah, Jesus. Makes me think it's the people. Well, probably. That it's attached to rather than just the house. Uh, well, yeah. I think there's some of that, and I think there's some of the house. And I think there's... these, and I think these people are actually giving it mentally, giving it permission subconsciously to do this sort of shit. It does seem like they are because every time they do, like every time something happens, it sounds like they were all up in arms about it, and the ghost was probably like, "Oh, this is fun. I'll do." Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep scaring you. I'm gonna keep scaring them because this is fun for me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, so did did I? Oh, Phil meanwhile had gone upstairs only to find all the lights now out. And on his way downstairs, he checked the crawl space. Uh, So the chimney in the crawl space had been taken apart brick by brick and stacked up against the wall. What? Yeah. No. (laughs) I don't know. What the hell? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. 
Good thing oh. no one tried to light a fire. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that would have been unfortunate. Uh, Very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, later, Phil signed a flashlight by the pond, and it illuminated a girl who was wearing a long sheer gown. She was walking on the other side of the pond, and as Clara watched, the girl's gown turned color from white to purple to white. Huh. Magic gown. Magic gown. <laughs> <laughs> I can be whatever um, color I wanted to be. I can be whatever color I wanted to be. Magic gown. Purple. <laughs> White again. Magic gown. Magic gown. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kids show ever. Magic gown. My magic gown. Oh. My magic gown. Uh, two nights later, the local boys who were voluntarily guarding the house, uh, they were Paul and Tim, uh, they went up to the house and asked for a flashlight. Their own flashlight had gone out while they were looking at a figure in a boat which was on the lake. Ugh. Uh, Phil handed the two, uh, two flashlights over and the boys raced back to the lake. Uh, on the way, one of Phil's, flash- Phil's flashlights went out, but the other one still worked, and it lit up an empty boat floating on the opposite side of the lake. Ooh. Uh, Which, on- you know, that could have been, like, someone out on the lake in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's fog. It's just fog. Yeah. It's just fog. Fog and sandhill cranes. That's all this is. Owls. Yeah. Snowy owls. That's all this is. Oh, that would be what it would would be. 100% that's what they would say that was. And a white man. A big snowy owl. Just just, big sandhill crane. Yeah, big old snowy owl, five foot tall sitting in a boat. (laughs) Nothing you gotta worry about. I don't know. Ugh. Uh, on Saturday, September 8th, Beth had an eerie encounter with one of the ghosts. Like, these haven't been eerie. Um, she awoke to see a rare, red-haired woman in a nightgown standing with her back to Beth. Um, the woman had a bureau drawer open and had Beth's diary out and open. Just out reading Beth's diary. well Beth thought it was the mom because the mom also had reddish hair right okay so she like if you yeah if you watch the um, haunting episode about it like they interview like they have all these reenactments but they interview like the mom and she Mm -hmm. does have red hair like it's real pale but yeah um Anyway, she asked, so Beth asked the figure what was wrong, and the figure said, are you sure it was June 29th? What? And the June 29th was when the activity began in earnest, and Beth said, that's what the diary says. Whereupon the figure put the diary back, closed the door, and walked out of the room, all with its back to Beth. 
Oh. I mean, if that's not, I don't want that. No. Ugh. Are you sure it was the 29th? Are you sure it was the 29th? I mean, what a, oh, God. First of all, I don't want ghosts talking to me. That's no. I don't really want that. And B, I don't want you reading my shit. No, get out of there. Yeah. Let's it's not, it. like, I don't, don't question me. I think I know when the I think I know when activity it started. Yeah. yeah. I've been oh, the one God. experiencing it. I'm here to tell you that was when it started. Unless uh, it's like Unless, I'm pretty sure it started earlier than that earlier, because I'm the one who's doing really it. Realize it. Yeah. Oh, 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 I think we cracked it. I think yeah. you cracked it. Uh, yeah. The smell of gardenia perfume began to be smelled throughout the house and even in the car. And Clara's mother believed it was a positive spirit trying to protect the family. I mean, okay. Okay, um, so a noted psychic who was referred to as Alex came to lecture at St. Bonaventure University. Uh, Father Alphonsus per- persuaded him to come visit the dandies' home. Um, Alex walked through the house and then told the dandies that they had seven spirits. Ugh. Yeah, a man who was stabbed, a woman who was hanged, a drowned woman, a man who was beaten to death, a strawberry blonde girl who was attacked, beaten, and tortured to death, and one other whom he couldn't see clearly. Ooh. I Uh, wonder if the drowned woman is the one they keep seeing down by the pond. Yeah. With the magic gown. With the magic gown, she's drowned. <laughs> she drowned in her magic gown. Oh my god, we're horrible <laughs> people. Oh my god. So, Alex believed that there had been a stagecoach stop quite nearby, and whoever ran it had killed people and robbed them while they were there. It's so nice of them. Uh, yeah. The psychic saw bodies stacked up in the crawl space like firewood. Oh. And the psychic also saw the previous owner, a 90-year-old woman. I don't like that. None of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely none of this is good. Um at this point, Paul and Tim mentioned a photograph they had taken a few weeks earlier. Uh, they had been chasing a figure to the tree line and had caught him in their flashlight beam. And when the boys finally produced the picture, the man seemed to be hurt. His face was bloody and both his jaw and nose seemed to be dislocated. Like he had been beaten. Beaten to death, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah it always is cool to me when stuff that psychics say kind of clicks together with yeah and you're able to like start making the the connections so more more sad shit all right yeah so the boys started investigating the area 
They were trying to find proof, find to find proof of a stagecoach route or an old tavern nearby. Um, unfortunately, though, however, one day a state trooper showed up at the Dandy's home. Uh, Mike had been in a serious accident. He ended up being transported to a hospital in Buffalo, and he was in critical condition. He's oh, no, Mike. yeah. Yeah, he ended up staying in the hospital for almost two weeks. Oh my and god. Then, and then he went, well, that was back in the day, though, when they actually kept you in the hospital. Yeah. Like, a pregnant woman would stay in there at least a week. Now it's like, get the fuck out. You had a stroke, get I'm out. out and leave. Yeah, he had a stroke, get out. Um, anyway, he went home after two weeks, and he still had weeks of convalescence left. Um, the spot on in the road where Mike had the accident actually saw several weird accidents, including one involving Jess, who by that time had sadly broken up with Beth. Oh, yeah. It's because not Jess is one true love. I know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Went to go find Nadja. Nadja. Yeah. The house had more surprises up its sleeve. People in the house started being possessed or at least acting like they were someone else while in a trance. Um, It happened multiple times to Beth and also multiple times to one of the local boys, uh, Craig, who kept saying that he had to get home to help his pa on the farm. Oh, his pa didn't have a farm. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> the second and the second time was in Mike's bedroom and all the furniture was dancing while Craig was um a possessed dancing furniture yeah yeah and I was like doing the disco yep I mean, I, I love just it when my uh, like, dressers. I, mean, I picture them dancing like you know, just the like oh, just like I don't know, a conga line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like not a lot of actual like not a lot of shaking movement, but a lot of back and forth. You know that kind of thing. A conga line. Yeah, exactly. A line of pressure. Yeah. In the line, rock your body in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay I believe you <laughs> alright it's just the beetle juice I'll take now okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay so at this point Beth began acting very strangely um, she would seem manic and then depressed well maybe she well, did have that <laughs> yeah so <laughs> There's a mental disorder for that. Yeah. Um, on December 18th, one of Beth's friends told Clara that Beth tried to kill herself twice at school. And on December 30th, she said she took 10 muscle relaxers. So she was taken to the hospital, but the doctors found no more than one in her system. What? So, I don't know. Oh, Yeah. Phil and Claire had to buy Mike a new car since he'd wrecked his old ones. He saw a Maverick, whatever the hell that is, that he liked, so he took it to a garage to have it checked out. 
Um, meanwhile, at the house, a black and red maverick pulled up in the driveway. The people in the house could see Mike and a blonde girl in the front. The car backed out of the driveway and pulled away. Those at the house later found out that Mike and the car had been at the mechanics the whole time. Uh, Clara had a premonition about the Maverick and it ended up being wrecked by Phil. Oh, geez. Good job, Phil. Yeah. Uh, finally, Clara heard the voices that Beth had been claiming to hear for months. She was getting ready to take Beth to the doctor, and she heard the following exchange. A male voice said, what'll we do now? She's taking her to the doctor. And the female voice said, I don't know. It's easier when she's sick. Oh. And later, Claire found out that the voices were heard talking the whole time she and Beth were at the doctor by the people still in the house. I wonder if it was easier to target her. Oh, 100%. Because she had a mental disorder. Yeah. Because it sounds like she did. I mean, Uh, yeah. It sounds like going from manic to depressed. That's. It sounded like at least two of them did. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, A husband and wife psychic team. So. I wrote down the Warrens question mark, but it didn't actually say it. It could be the Warrens. It's in there at Nick of the Woods. I was yeah. wondering if they would show up. Yeah. Well, they visited and offered understanding. They sensed two spirits nearby, a blind man and an angry woman. And the husband also sensed a spirit outside, Anna or Mama, and the original owner's daughter was named Anna. Huh. See, that makes me think it might not be the Warrens, because... Yeah. Well, they would certainly have wanted a... Well, they would certainly have wanted a seance. (laughs) I mean... Oh, yeah. But... I think... Ed wasn't a psychic. Yeah. So he wouldn't have said that he saw, he sensed anything. He, they said he was, but in a weird way. They said he did those like drawings. Yeah, the paintings of houses, but not like this. No, not, he wasn't that kind of psychic. Yeah. So it might not have been them. It was, the generic Warrens. Right, exactly. The Great Value Warrens. Warren. It's the Great Value Warrens. Okay. Yeah. So, the Warrens. Yeah. It's the private selection Warrens. All yeah. right. Although the incidents continued, none were as intense as the Labor Day Fright Fest, nor the possessions that had been occurring. Uh, Mike ended up going into the Navy. Uh, Beth and, and Beth married one of her school friends. Um, Clara and Phil had to declare bankruptcy. They moved out of the house on October 17th, 1974. Good for them. Yeah, they moved to California in 1975, but split up and eventually divorced. Um, Mike married, had kids, and divorced. Uh, Beth and her husband had two children. Mary and her husband also had two children. But um, Laura, unfortunately, did die young. 
She died at the age of 31 of an overdose. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so the house is currently owned by someone named Daniel Clays. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's K-L-A-E-S. Clays sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, there are ghost hunts you can attend, and Daniel is trying to restore the house as much as possible. Um, the house has been featured on a haunting. Uh, the title of the episode is Dark Forest. Dark Forest. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't actually call it, like, this. It doesn't call it the Hinsdale house. It doesn't, like, talk about it like that. But that's the house that they're talking about. Okay. And the woman that they interview is Clara Dandy. And they do talk to Mike as well. And it's really, really good. It's creepy as fuck. Okay. (laughs) Also. Um, And Paranormal Lockdown Season 1, Episode 5. It's been written about by Clara Miller in a book called Echoes of a Haunting. And the second edition is Echoes of a Haunting Revisited. And that's where I got pretty much most of the information for this okay it's also written about by by a guy named by paul the the kid who was helping out you know doing oh, okay. the, yeah he wrote a book called you know they're here um he was one of the boys who sat outside and watched the house overnight and it's also in a book called Hinsdale House, an American Haunting by Daniel Cleese, the current owner. Um, there's also a found footage movie uh, called Hinsdale House. It has a 1.6 out of 5 rating on Amazon. And the <laughs> title of the, I think the title of the top review was, If I Could Rate It Lower, I Would. Which reminded, oh. which reminded me of I'd give it zero stars if I could. <laughs> but anyway, that's the Dandy House, the Hinsdale House. Thank you. That was I, good. Thank you. I really, I don't know. It's a good. It's an interesting story. Yeah. It's one, yeah of those, it's one of those like, you know innocent family moves into house that they don't know the backstory of and you yeah know, it's like it your happens. typical it's like yeah it's like uh what's that movie with uh craig t nelson <laughs> what's the movie with craig t nelson whose name i can't remember all i can remember <laughs> joe beth williams was in it the little blonde girl what was the name of that Oh, I don't remember. Oh. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. Damn it. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, should we give a clue as to what we're going to be talking about next week? Oh, I don't know. But I'm exciting. excited to talk about it. It's not in Kentucky. It is not. It's not in America. No, we're taking our. It's not first. in the Western Hemisphere. We're taking a trip to. Is it Asia or is it West or is it Eastern Europe? I don't know where this is. <laughs> well, I'll give you we, the area. We've been to we've been to Europe because we did that with Bor- Borley Rectory. 
Yes, uh, and we've kind of been to Asia with yeah. the Miss Susie. Oh shit, we did. We did. Oh, you forgot. You forgot about Taiwan, didn't you? I mean, you know. Okay. Well, ne- for our next episode, we are going to Russia. Yeah. And those of you who are in the know of weird stories that should tell you all you need to know. You should know where we're heading with this. I mean, um, is it the most famous unknown case out of Russia? I think it might be. Maybe like Rasputin or something, but I mean, we're not talking about that. No, we're not talking about that guy. No. This is even weirder than Rusty. So. Yeah. Um, We have a email. Yay. It's Creepy Kentucky. At Gmail. Yes. We also have an Instagram. Yeah. And a Twitter. A Twitter. That's awesome. And those are both at Creepy Creepy Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got anything else to say? I don't. I feel like I've talked enough. <laughs> I feel like I'm tired of hearing myself talk. <laughs> we still have another episode to record. I so. know. <laughs> I'm going to throw this at the end here. Um, That's the sad part. Yes. We do. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to have a lot. We have a lot to say on that one. Oh, before we go, we do have a podcast besides this one. Yes. Oh, yeah, we do. It's called Ghost Adventures. It's called, yeah. It's where we talk about ghost adventures. So kind of niche. More niche than I thought it was going to be. Not going to lie. Yeah, it it is. But you know what? Oh, well. It brings joy to our hearts. It does. Oh, it does. Oh, Except I'm not, I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> I don't know if it brought as much joy as I thought it was going to. No. Anger, perhaps. Some anger. Some irritation. <laughs> but some joy, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, who are we going to what the hell? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jess. It's just uh, Jess. Jess. Okay. Okay. Let's just Jess it. Let's Jess okay. it. We'll blame Jess. I I have to stop. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm not gonna lie to you. I have to stop using nouns as verbs. It's really starting to annoy me because like, <laughs> oh, let's just Jess it. Oh, I told some I told somebody the other day to watch out at work because I was worried that they were gonna do a bob they were gonna bob Saget themselves. And then I was like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. But I was. I was worried they were gonna bob Saget themselves. Yeah. And then I was more annoyed at the fact that I used Bob Saget as a verb than I was at the fact that I used Bob Saget at all. I was like Stop, Bob Saget yourself. And then she stopped, but she stopped what she was doing and started laughing and said it was too soon. So she didn't Bob Saget herself. So I well, was that's good. Yeah, so it was good. It, it makes that, it worse of that. Yeah. In that respect, okay. So, so we'll do it. we're just gonna jesk it. Okay. We're gonna jesk it. Okay. Three, 
two, one. Jess. Yes. What, what the, the hell? hell?